everyone and welcome to At The Movies episode 7. The date is Wednesday the 3rd of April and my name is John. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Sam. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> In minutes back. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a very long time. It's been over a year, hasn't it? Over Definitely, a year. Well, I think yeah. it was like March last year we did yeah. In Bruges. So yeah, over a year, yeah. Mental. I love the fact as well that we've been bigging up John O's return for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> In minutes beaten to it. <laughs> plot, plot twist? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's actually Sam that's <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> no teaser whatsoever, just straight in there. <laughs> So, what have you been up to for the last year? I mean, I'd like to say loads of things, but not not a lot, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, we want you to explain every film you've watched for the last film. Film. <laughs> in detail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think there's been that much, to be honest. Really? But it's, um, no, I don't, I, I don't know, really. Still, still flying my drone and still yeah, yeah. doing all, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I think one of the main things I've been doing is Football Index, which I don't know if you... Yeah, of course. I, I used to be on that, taught, but I kind of yeah, you were, gave up halfway yeah. through, I think, yeah. Cut, so, my, lo- cut my losses in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cashed so that, out. That was around April last year, so that I started. Actually, being on it pretty much a year now, so it's yeah, and done pretty well for it. And I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn, but you, yeah, you've made quite a bit of profit from it, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, invested heavily. Uh, Definitely invested heavily, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I cut loose after a couple of hundred quid, but you're, uh, <laughs> you've got a bit deeper. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> yep, so you're doing well with that? Yeah, got like quite a few other people on it as well, so it's sort of like, it's, it's good to sort of like, it's different style if anyone doesn't know what it is it's kind of like stock market for football players so it is gambling but it's not your traditional kind of bet where you put a tenner on and you're yeah. probably going to lose a tenner because you're putting it on something daft like a tenfold acre yeah instead this is investing in a player and if, even if he doesn't play well he'll drop his he has a share price which drops or goes up if he plays well. But I've been well into that this year. So it's a much, it's a much like longer term yeah, form of betting into it than just like yeah. putting a ten on the game in the weekend. Yeah. You have got to invest basically, haven't you? Time and money to uh, Yeah. Yeah, but you're you're doing pretty well at it so far. Yeah, well happy with that. Yeah, so if anyone's looking to invest any money, uh, contact him and he'll uh, <laughs> he'll he'll take your cash off yeah. you and double it. <laughs> I'll I'll run your account if you want and <laughs> run with the money bit. <laughs> small fee. <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh We've mentioned before we live in in Warrington in the northwest, and our local Odeon has had a big like redevelopment. Which you, you're both aware of. Yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. think of that? Uh, it's gone from like a normal Odeon cinema, which was a. I mean, it's been there now for like thirty years, pretty much. Mm. It was a bit grotty, wasn't it? A bit yeah. old and grotty. I, I remember when it was that ICU or uh, UCR. Yeah, well, I can never remember which one it was. <laughs> yeah, so it was a bit old and grotty, but uh, they've done it up. It's called an, an Odeon Lux now. Uh, yeah. yeah. They have recliners in, in all the all the theatres. Uh, yeah, I think I watched uh, Captain Marvel on uh, them. Really comfortable. Yeah, that's great. Me, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I'm a, lim- a limitless member, so you can still use your limitless card with them. It doesn't cost any more or anything. Cool. So. Isn't that just for the time being until it's done? Or I think limitless is full time. Uh, I oh, think yeah. the, the price will go up, but I believe limitless. I mean, I hope I'm right on this. Uh, it's it's like halfway through development, isn't it? So yeah, some screens yeah. have been upgraded and. Almost like while the other work's going on, you get the perk of standard price, but those seats, which is pretty good. It's like, but I think what you're saying with the limitless, I think that is just as yeah. what you pay for is going to be standard. Just cover the ticket, kind of yeah, yeah. Like you mentioned there, I noticed that I went to watch Fighting with my family a few weeks ago. 
and that was still in the old screen on the left hand side so it was right, still the okay. old and I was like oh I, I, only, I only came for the <laughs> reclines would have come if I knew that <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I made a mistake on that one but uh, yeah other, other than that though I think it's fantastic. it's the future yeah no yeah. I if anyone can remember back, as back far as uh, when I was last on, I think I was making a bit of a, um, a stink about how I went to watch um, free billboards and it was sort of like massive screen, loads of seats, and there was five people in there. Yeah, that's like, right. Why, <laughs> why is this? the point? Yeah. A year later, they've turned it all up. And not only that, we know <laughs> They must be uh, listening. <laughs> we've been trying to book tickets for like Shazam and stuff like that for a few people at work, but a lot of them have been selling out really quickly yeah, yeah. because fewer seats but yeah. more demand because they, they've done the place up and more people are going yeah. and they're actually filling the, the cinemas now and stuff. Yeah. I, I always said I wasn't a massive cinema goer um, I definitely feel a lot more inclined to go yeah. to recline to recline <laughs> <laughs> like my choice of cinema would always be to go to Liverpool or to Manchester at the weekends but now Westbrook is that good that I, I will, will just go to Westbrook instead even to the point of they're opening a, a Cineworld in town next year, yeah. big 20-screen multiplex, which is well, way more convenient for us being in the, right near where we work. I will probably still go to Westbrook because it's, it's going to be so much better. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was wondering, like, are Cineworld going to sort of counter what Odeon have done or do they do anything like that? Do you know? I don't think they do. I mean, th- that's the thing, isn't it? Like, Westbrook <coughs> have done this to counter the fact that there's a new, exactly. a, a new cinema in town. And I think it will work because I, I, for one, will definitely choose to go yeah. there ahead of Cineworld. See, I, I always thought <laughs> I'd just go to Cineworld, but I found some out the other day that apparently Cineworld leave lights on in the cinema. I uh, don't think it's a, a thing for every film, but they, I know, from, like I've heard people at work complain about it in the past, that occasionally they'll leave with little spotlights on, and that, like um, by mistake. And oh, like, by mistake. Yeah, I don't think it's like a... But I hate that. Oh, yeah, it's shit. Like, That's yeah, awful. It's so off-putting, like... Yeah. Oh, they get the timings like not lined up perfectly, so the film will start and like, five minutes in, the lights will finally go down, and you're like, "Really? You can't even sort that out?" Like, I haven't seen Inception. I can't actually remember whether it was Nodian or Sony World, but I remember that happening. It was. I think someone actually left the film and sort of like, yeah, and went. You know, still got the lights on there, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they get that sorted and. On the odd occasions that happens to me, I almost want to be like, look, just start the film again. Like, I've not been concentrating yeah. for the last five minutes. Just start it again, turn the lights off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, other than that, have you guys been up to anything much? Uh, not since last show, I don't think, really, no. No, I'm not really. Just got a little story to tell from Computer Exchange uh, yesterday. Oh, cool. Uh, just a fun little story. I was in the queue, which, which zoned out, not paying much attention, waiting to buy uh, the Seve Ballesteros documentary. Uh, <laughs> bargain 50p great pick up that on Blu-ray uh, and there was a mother and a child in front of me and there's a lot of uh, women who work in a computer exchange and you know when like women do that thing of complimenting each other about how young they look and stuff like that and this woman was there with her son and she was making conversations saying like oh you know one of us is 33 and the other one's 10 oh I guess you can't tell which <laughs> way around this is can you and the girl behind the counter was like, no way, you are not 33, no way. <laughs> I'm stubby, I'm not thinking she is. <laughs> she definitely is. If anything, I don't, you know, older. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> Just hanging around a computer exchange pretty much, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And I don't think I mentioned this actually. Uh, I've got a few stories from computer exchange. I nearly got into a fight in there once, a, a year or two ago. There's like a mental guy who walks through town. He used to have a red jacket on all the time. Yeah. And he'd shout, shout at people in the, just at random in town. I'd know who you're on about. Yeah. He's got a grey jacket now. He's uh, <laughs> upgraded. <laughs> but it's probably about a year or two when he was, he was at his peak terrorising town. 
I was in computer exchange with my headphones on, just flicking through, looking for Seve Ballester or stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and he came like barging past me and like shoved me a little bit. And I thought, oh God, that's a bit, a bit rude, but whatever. Carried on looking. And then I was just in a world of my own. And again, somebody came back the other way and just gave me a little shove. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then like I, I clocked what was going on. It was that guy, the mental guy. And then for the third time he came past again. And I just kind of like moved out of the way and he just tried to shove me. And he walked off, like, calling my names under his breath, muttering, like, looking back at me as if, like, he was trying to start a fight or something. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just trying to buy some Blu-rays. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so I've, had a, I've got a few weird uh, encounters in computer I've, I've, I'm, I'm pretty... Yeah. Oh, right. I, I thought you were going to say we've got some weirdos in Warrington. <laughs> oh, we definitely oh, have yeah, some weirdos. Yeah. We've covered uh, that before. <laughs> have we actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah uh, I'm pretty sure I've got a list of, like, at least 10, but there's definitely more than that. <laughs> the time me, you and Joe ran into that old guy. The, 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 the guy that we nearly named the podcast I was going to say, the, pretty much the first episode, or the, at least yeah. the pilot had yeah. a big yeah. chunk about that. Guy. Have you heard we yeah. nearly named yeah, him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he spent a great length telling us about uh, the... Legend of Hell House. The Legend of Hell House, yeah. About how it's the, the Mount Everest of haunted houses and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you heard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, keep keep tuned next week for more updates from Warrington. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll have more people for you. But have you guys got anything else you want to go into before uh, getting into the film? Uh, no, go ahead. Go right ahead with the movie. Bro. Okay, the, not, mentioned it before, not mentioned it yet, have we? The uh, film this week is a free solo, 2018 film directed by... Jimmy Chin and his wife, I believe, it's like a husband-wife director team. Uh, his wife, Elizabeth Vasaheli. Uh, and it's a film that chronicles uh, a free solo climber, Alex Honnold's attempt, I think, I believe, to become the first person to free solo climb uh, El Capitan. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep, so uh, we'll get straight into it. Here's a clip. Does it feel different to be up there without a rope? It's obviously like much higher consequence. People who know a little bit about climbing, they're like, oh, he's totally safe. And then people who really know exactly what he's doing are freaked out. I've thought about El Cap like for years and every year I'm like, that's really scary. I'll never be content unless I at least put in the effort. El Cap is the most impressive wall on earth. It's 3,200 feet of sheer granite. Okay, and we're back. So, who wants to uh, kick things off with this film? Um, you, you go right ahead, Inman. Um, I think, like, I mean, this is a. I absolutely love the documentary and sort of like the feel of it, everything like that. But there's one thing, like, I feel like I should have felt more scared. But I also feel like, as a generalized view of the over the film, like I don't think I can get my head around actually what he did and how terrifying yeah. that is. He and makes they, it look too easy. <laughs> they they say at one point sort of like, if you don't really know that much about climbing, it just it's like yeah, it's fine. And then the real climbers are it's like their minds are blown at what this guy's yeah, doing. And I yeah. feel like I definitely fall on that side of like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't even grasp sort of like what an achievement that it is I just feel like when you see some of the shots and he's like on the edge of the cliff and it's like you see all the way down and the trees are tiny yeah. in the background and it's, it's just like but it it almost looks normal because he makes it look so easy yeah, that he yeah. scales this like 3,000 foot wall it so is. quickly he do, yeah he, do, he makes it look so easy and he's so calm doing it yeah and like I mean I, 
I enjoyed the climb at the end. I thought certain individual bits were really tense, you know, like when they really focus mm. on like the boulder problem that we'll yeah, come to yeah, later. Yeah. But there were bits where I almost felt the, the warm-ups were more tense because mm. it shows them failing on the warm-ups and kind of thing. And it, yeah, it's when he, um, he said, I'm coming back down at that point. Like. Yeah, but even the bits when he's got ropes with his friend, uh, I think yeah. Tommy Caldwell, and there are bits when he's trying to do the boulder problem with the, with the rope and he keeps on missing the jump and he'll miss, yeah. he'll miss the karate kick yeah, bit. Yeah. And that almost, even though he's got a rope, it feels more tense because later on he makes it look so easy. Like it, it's a bit too like a uh, routine, but I did love it. I mean, this is one of them films that I, I watch something like this, and I think, right, I'm going to quit my job. I'm just going to go and buy a camper van. And I, I, I'm just going to become a climber. <laughs> I'm just going to go live in the wilderness, live in a camper van. And I'm just going to climb mountains for the rest of my life. Yeah. But like, I, I always do this whenever, whenever a film like I get really into. I always think, you know, oh, like Point Break, I'm going to go and become a surfer. I'm just going to buy a camper van. Just go and <laughs> start surfing. That's all I'm going to do. But then you think of all the stuff that like, like I love movies, I love video games, and I think like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'll, 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 I'm too lazy, and I love, I have too many home comforts kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But it just, I think the film does a good job of highlighting what kind of character you have to be to be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Where the only thing in his life, not even his girlfriend, is really like a concern for him. He's literally said in the film, I mean, like, mm. you know, like if he, if he was to choose, it would be climbing all the way. Like, yeah. yeah. And he said it to her, he doesn't care, does he? Like, like his, his priority is climbing. <laughs> yeah. Like she mentions at some point, it's like, you know, well, what if you, what if you fall? What if you die? And it's like, well, yeah, well, I die. Yeah, <laughs> you, you knew this when you got into you know when you got into yeah, a relationship yeah. with me. So <laughs> I thought, I mean, that goes on all the way through the film, when not just him, but they talk about other climbers and stuff like that, and they just they talk about it so frankly because I think they just you always have to come to terms with that to to be one of those climbers, to be yeah. a free soloist and stuff like that. It's like you have to know that is what's going to happen. It's like there's a couple of comparisons in there that I think Tommy Caldwell made, and he well, one of them was. Um, that like, it's like an, an Olympian going for the gold medal, and if you don't get a gold medal, you, then you die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was it's like, gold or nothing. Kind it's, of thing. Yeah, I was like, it's so it's, it is a similar comparison, but it is it, it just blew my mind to think of it like that. That like, yeah, because you in off, in sport you often go like first is the best, and then everything else is just like not you, you're nothing if you're not first. Like yeah. It's like just how extreme that is, kind of thing. It's like, like no, it's like you, you, it's like you do the greatest thing in the world that no one's ever done, or you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a quite an ultimatum that, and it. The, uh, yeah. You mentioned there, like they, they do cover in the film the amount of free solo climbers who'd like died over the years, yeah. and I'm sure one of them dies during the actual. I think it was actually like a. Uli something. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I think he was doing something like uh, with skis or something, was it? Was it, was it like a... That was one of the pictures where I don't know whether that's... Oh, what, that was actually his yeah. thing, right. Uh, but yeah, like that happens during the film and he's just like, yep, you know, he's dead. But that's how he wanted it, you know. Because going back to sort of like the relationship like with the, with his girlfriend, it was. A, I think he said like, well, what did you expect? And it's like his girlfriend was yeah, just yeah. like, "What do you mean? What do you expect?" Like, <laughs> yeah. again, that goes back to him saying, "Like, you, you knew, knew the score yeah. when you got involved, kind of thing." You know, but that's that's the difference of that he's just come to terms with it, and she just yeah. she. I think even at the end, um, she just can't come to terms with it because it was like when he, well, when he, I'm sure it's not a spoiler, but when he does the achieve, like when he climbs it, it's like she goes in the camper van at the end, and she was like, "You're done." I was like, no, he's, he's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> He'll go and do it again tomorrow, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's not He's not going to stop now yeah. just because no, he's, exactly. he's done that he's one done thing. That, yeah. yeah. Just one quick thing while we're on the, on the, the death of the other climbers. 
they show like a little montage of people who've died and like one of them was climbing fell off the mountain and had a parachute uh, yeah does that still count as free solo climbing i, I should have looked into this really i guess so because you've not actually got the help of any ropes have you it's just you kind of stopping yourself well i say stopping i guarantee in like most most um occasions when they fall that that parachute's doing nothing it, it might come out but it won't freaking stop them falling like. yeah i guess they have to get to a certain height before I, that becomes effective exactly it's yeah. like, i so i think i feel that that wouldn't be there would always be an if he did like El Capitan first, there'd be an asterisk next to his name that he did it with a parachute because it's like yeah. Yeah. if he did fall, then it's not like it's like you've got a backup. You've not almost, got the yeah. consequence almost like yeah. And like I one st- thing. Oh, sorry, go. On. No, I was going to say I still think you've actually got a consequence. <laughs> like even even oh, yeah, but, even climbing that that El Capitan, like yeah. I feel like yeah, it probably wouldn't have much of an effect like most of the way up that that that, that cliffside like, at all. Like yeah. I think like. Yeah, he'd at least come away with broken legs and never been able to climb again, you know what I mean? And it's one of them things, I suppose, if you've got a parachute, even if you do fall, you've still got to fall the right way to kind of... Imagine if you opened the parachute and you went smashed into the side of the mountain, yeah. like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I suppose you've got to fall the right way and be facing the right way to actually get the parachute to open and, and get away from the mountain kind of thing. But oh, yeah. uh, just one other thing, you mentioned about the girlfriend and stuff and his relationship to people in general. They mentioned only that his dad was autistic at one point, mm. and like I, I think that's definitely like. I think his mum um, says he's like he was never diagnosed with it, but he was possible like Asperger's sort of yeah. like the way he, the way he relates up, to yeah. people and yeah. yeah. They don't really go into that too much though, do they? Like they mentioned that you know his dad had it and stuff, but I think his dad died from a heart attack maybe or something. Is that right? Yeah, they they got like a bit of the background of that was like they. Mum and dad got like divorced, and then a year later, he died. I don't think they actually said how, or well, anything, they, they just said a year later after the divorce. Oh right. Uh, just while we mentioned the girlfriend as well, just go into the the girlfriend side of things. <clears throat> I don't know what she wants from this relationship. <laughs> she, she 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 confused me because she got into it knowing he was a class. She 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 was like into that kind of thing herself, mm. but for some reason she kind of didn't want him to do it and then he's like you knew he, he was a free solo you you knew when you got yeah, into the relationship yeah. that's what he was you can't just go in and expect him not to do it mm. and that's another thing like she's almost like a hobbyist in terms of climbing she's just doing it because yeah, he's yeah. doing it kind of thing and she causes that one accident that uh he yeah, gets like yeah. a bad ankle sprain is yeah. that right or something or, or bad break or something in the ankle and you can just tell like the how passive aggressive he is after that towards the kind of thing. It's like, he actually it's like, like thanks a bunch. Like. He actually nearly he did, didn't he say he was going to break up yeah. with her? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and she was like, Are you sure that's actually going to make you happy? I was like, oh. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> like, I feel a bit out of turn saying this, but like, is there a possible like element of her being a bit of a gold digger with this? Do you think, or am I, I, could, be, am I being way out of line there? But I always know what you mean because it's kind of like. Um, she met him when he was successful at a book signing and yeah, stuff like that. So she knew yeah. what, like, she knew he was, what he was about. Yeah, and yeah. everything like that. And then to say, because so, she almost asked at one point, like, well, would you ever quit if I asked you to? He straight up said no. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, when they're, like, looking around the house and stuff like that and looking at fridges. Well, that, that's, that's the note I'm going to come to. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, if, she is, if she is in it for the money... I think she's got like a bit of a shock coming yeah. to her. <laughs> because they're out in that like uh, the outlet store, or whatever. It's looking around like all these top top end fridges. She's like, oh look at this one, you know, I've got an, an ice cube dispenser and it's massive. 
And he's like, oh, this one looks good, like $50, $50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too wide, too deep. And he gets to one, it's just like a, the most bog standard playing white fridge. Yeah. And goes, oh, it's so adequate. That's his life, though. He lived in a van for seven years. All he needed was something that was adequate. Yeah. And yeah, that is yeah. not what he's... I mean, ropes are adequate, and he doesn't do doesn't use ropes. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah what does yeah. he need a fridge for? <laughs> they cover like his kind of cooking technique in the film as well, which he just throws stuff in a pot and a frying pan and eats out with the pan, pretty much. Yeah. Like, off, just, off, off the spatula, <laughs> yeah, with the spatula. <laughs> even even when he has the house, though, he he's making something in a pot in a pan, and he yeah. still he drinks, drinks from the pan. From in the the pan house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one bit. He's looking th- looking through cupboards for stuff, and there's just nothing in the cupboards. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, do you actually live here? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I suppose he doesn't, does he? He lives in the van. That's the thing. Much, the, yeah. the van yeah. is his life, yeah. Uh, what, like, he mentioned as well with the fridge, one of the like, little kind of... They, they, sh- they show him taking the fridge apart for some reason. <laughs> I, did, I noticed that. I like, saw that. What was that? I, is, that is that like an autistic trait or something? like? I kind of feel like he's just so into, into whatever he does Yeah. that he probably opened the fridge, it like, creaked a bit, and he went, right, I'm going to have to take this apart. Like, <laughs> take the hinge like, off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just a weird little detail, but... I feel again, like, like his personality, that's his personality, though, sort of. That's the thing, like, this documentary, like, is being sold as a documentary about a guy climbing El Capitan for the first time. I don't think it is. I think it's a documentary. A bit like the... De- we mentioned it worked loads recently, The Devil and Daniel Johnston. It's almost like a documentary about the obsessive nature of one man kind of thing, like, you know, just how... Yeah, yeah. What kind of person it will take to do something like this. Yeah. Uh, covered the girlfriend, could cross her off. Uh, in terms of the... Just the shooting of the film... For a documentary, I think it looks great. Like just it being in the outdoors and the location yeah, yeah. shooting and stuff, and some of those shots when like it's morning and you have got the shot looking up, up at the mountain and stuff. It's one of the better looking documentaries yeah, yeah. I think that I've, that I've seen. 100%. I think um, that Jimmy Chin is like he. That's I mean he does these types of documentaries, doesn't he? Sort of like yeah. he shoots outdoor and does the climbing ones and stuff like that. It's like I think they had a good rapport with him like because they've known each other for like 10 years or whatever it was I thought that was it's quite good that's the thing apparently all of the crew are all friends of Jim yeah. Chin and Alex Honnold kind of yeah. thing yeah. so they all the, I believe the only reason he would he would have done it Alex Honnold is because he he had faith in this crew to you know to film it yeah. if it was some random film crew who came in I don't think he'd, no. he would have been up for it yeah. but uh, just on that I've got a note here for, for James I'm going uh, to splice James's reaction to this question in there uh, there's one bit where one of the cameramen down on the ground, I believe it might, again might be the boulder problem. Uh, he, he isn't watching the camera while he's filming. He's turned away from the camera, and it's like any surely any cameraman worth his salt, <laughs> it's not gonna not look look through his camera at the pivotal moment of mm. filming. Yeah, kind of yeah. thing. I'm, I'm gonna find out what James thinks. James being a cameraman, find out what he thinks. We'll we'll cut his reaction in there. But <laughs> but Inman, you're a bit of a, a drone enthusiast as well. Like, what would you uh, turn away at that point? Say if. Uh, I don't know if uh, Luke from work was climbing a El Capitan. <laughs> you, you, you recorded it on a drone. <laughs> it's, I think it's really hard because obviously they were friends and stuff like that. So it almost, I, it seemed like his relationship went beyond the yeah. filmmaking part of it. And that came first when it came to filming it. And it was like, uh, he just couldn't watch. And I was like, I, I had the same thought, like, you're probably going to want to make sure that you're sure you're catching this. The yeah. main part, of the, one of the yeah. biggest parts of the film is like spot on. So, yeah, I'll, I'll cut James's reaction in there. Talking to like the camera shots, like, I, 
I mean, it might just be me being like a noob when it comes to photography and videography and all that. But um, I couldn't get my head around like some of the shit. Like he was climbing and then it'd pan out and like you couldn't see anyone on the wall or no drones. I, what was what was filming him when it when it was I up think, close? Oh well, I'm just going to get onto that. That's good, good, uh, good leading. Again, talking about the drones and stuff. The boulder problem part, especially because that was the most dangerous part of the climb. Yeah, Alex Honnold would only agree to do it if that part. A lot of it was filmed with climbers, actually, because the he, cameramen he, were climbers. He did specifically mm. say he didn't want anyone in his field of vision, didn't he? Didn't want anyone in his field of vision, but also at this part, he wanted no one on the mountain with him because he didn't want and like not even like crew filming on the ground. He didn't want his friends to see him die, basically. Like, oh he, right, he felt this was the part where like if he fell and his friends had to watch him die, kind of thing. Mm. He, Obviously, he couldn't live with it, but <laughs> he couldn't. <laughs> so, like, uh, apparently, that was the thing he said. Like, I cannot, <clears throat> cannot have that part recorded by climbers on the mountain or people on the ground. So they filmed it remotely, which I believe would mean drones. Maybe. A drone, like, I yeah. Imagine, yeah. Well, I think they could have cameras attached oh, to the cliff. Yeah, maybe yeah. then, like, oh, actually, that on the cliff. Sense, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I never so, thought about that. Yeah, I think because there was a there was a small section where they were setting stuff up and stuff like that. And yeah, they, like. That does make more sense because like the boulder problem for me is the best bit of the film. And it's that thing where he has to set it up earlier in the film where he has to choose whether to make a jump and catch a ledge with two hands or do that karate kick style move and like fall into the other side of the mountain. Mm. And when he gets over that one bit, he makes this really goofy like laugh, smile thing at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a locked off camera just there, like that'll make a lot more sense. Kind yeah, of why he's doing does, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, even on the ground, they've got like a mega lens on that camera that he was... Couldn't yep. look through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that would have got... Even being that far away, I mean... It but I, I, I feel like you could tell when, like, he, it was being filmed from the side of the cliff. So yeah. I was like, I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I, I, I kept thinking, stuff like, is there a climber there? Because he literally said he doesn't ever want to see someone in his field of vision. So, like, yeah. no one would have been there at that point. And he definitely wouldn't have been happy about seeing him. I mean, as a drone hobbyist, if you like, I don't... I don't think there were that many drone shots in there. I mean, there were more when, obviously, when he wasn't climbing Elf Capitan and um, just to show the sheer size of Elf I mean, that was another thing like I was thinking as well, to be fair. Like, if, if there was a drone, surely that could be very detrimental I to, like, his progress. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. I, I mean... You've got that buzzing by your head. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, like, he falls off because of the drone. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that, because he... You just obviously you'd find a drone remotely and get as close as you want. He's just like fucking swatting it away. Like. <laughs> just picture someone can't fly it properly on the ground, but he's like hanging on it, banging the gate, <laughs> crashes into the wall next. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while we're talking about the, like the, the filming of it and the ethics of the filming, there's one bit where he's talking to like a, a more experienced climber and he's trying to get the, the opinion of him and think of like what he thinks about it. And Alex Honnold has always said all the way through, like, I do all my climbing with no one there to watch. You know, I do it in my own time. And now he's decided to actually film the, this attempt and this more experienced climber. is almost like kind of not telling him off, but saying, like, what, why would he want to film it? Like, you know, that is not what free soloing is about yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And you can see the confliction in, in Alex's face. I think he's thinking, I, I totally agree with you, but I've kind of agreed to do it now. <laughs> so, and they're my mates. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you can always you sense from that other guy that you like even though he's being filmed he just has an absolute hatred for like the cameras yeah, that totally. they're filming him at that time as yeah, well. yeah. Just like, he's presenting the whole thing yeah. kind of thing yeah and just in terms of like this is a story from the Joe Rogan podcast this but uh, which he was on 
Alex Honnold, but in terms of being like committed to climb, when you start, you can't come down again, kind of thing. If you're a free soloist, you you like it's harder to climb back down than to carry on to the top, kind of thing. Because there's a section in hit the route that he took where it was like went up and then came down a bit, and I thought, I yeah. thought coming down must be. So so much scarier and harder. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why, but I just felt like. Well, I felt like them. You always feel because you let because you're letting go to drop yourself down and sort yeah. of. Like, I don't. Know, and, it seems a weird. Not even that. Like there's one bit again with the boulder problem where the amount of adjustment he has to do just to get into position to yeah. even attempt the thing. There's one bit where he has to make about like twenty adjustments. He doesn't move from the one spot, but he has to like put one hand to the left, then one hand to the the right hand across that way, yeah. then the left hand down, then the right foot across. And he's not actually moving anywhere, but he's just getting himself into a position yeah. where he can get the leverage to... So imagine doing that in reverse. You know what I mean? Like, if you were <laughs> coming back down again, yeah. you'd be like, I've got to do all this yeah. backwards now. <laughs> <laughs> On his first attempt, though, he got to, like, 480 foot. Did, did he come down with a rope then? Or what? Because he got to that point. He he, he weren't freestone at that point. He was with a rope. So, like you say, he might, he might have just kind of dropped down on right. the rope. Like. Maybe. I thought you... It was, it was, I thought that was an attempt to go for was it. Was it an attempt, that, John? I'll be honest with you, I can't remember. I, I, thought, I thought that was a practice, but... Right, um, okay. I don't know, I could, yeah. I mean, you might be right, to be fair, because now I think about it, it was just early hours in the morning, and there was several times, it was just like, yeah, we're going to do it today. Yeah. And that one, that, that particular time, I think um, there was too many people in the area, wasn't there? So yeah, like, I, I need me, to yeah. stop. So You might actually be right. It might have actually been like an attempt, but there was just too many people. But then I thought, like, how, how the hell would he have got down How did he get there? down from there? Or like, did someone come up... With a rope, and that then might he, have been it. Yeah, maybe. But then you have to cling to a wall for like yeah. <laughs> half, half an hour. hour like, like, there, was, there, guys. <laughs> there was that section, wasn't there, where he could just kind of stand yeah. there, where where, where um, on his um, final attempt, well, his successful attempt, yeah. um, he uh, um, there was that guy in like a bunny outfit, crap, yeah, because yeah. yeah, they three, were just like hanging out. At like it seemed to be a bit where you could walk along yeah, like yeah. quite comfortably. And so stuff like, like they he could have possibly camp there. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Any unicorn ones? In there. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he could have possibly just been waiting there for a guy with a rope to come along. Yeah, but. maybe. I mean, you mentioned there the warm ups and stuff. Um, his pal Tommy, Tommy Caldwell, is called. Yeah. Who was climbing with him? He's a really interesting character in his own right as well. There's a documentary called The Dawn Wall, which I'm going to get onto later, which is on Netflix, which is a documentary about Tommy Caldwell. Uh, attempting the, the dawn wall of El Capitan, which no one's ever climbed before, but that is with ropes, but it's still like an amazing achievement kind of thing. But yeah, he's a really uh, interesting character. Uh, like, he, he lost a finger, which was in the other documentary. He's a climber who lost a finger. <laughs> uh, and he also went climbing in the Middle East somewhere, some like famous mountain in the Middle East with his girlfriend, but he was dead young, like, I think, he can't be older than 18, I don't think, and got taken like prisoner by... Uh, Wow. I believe, like, uh, just insurgents and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And I had to kill one of them. To, to oh, oh, actually, sorry, the reveal, he didn't actually end up killing him. He survived the fall. But he thought at the time he killed someone for him and his girlfriend to escape kind of thing. Uh, but I'll get onto the dorm wall later. But, yeah, yeah, just after watching this first and watching that, I was thinking Tommy Caldwell's probably more interesting than Alex, Alex Honnold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just got a few more notes. Uh, these are probably more, like, uh, trivia points, really, but... Uh, did I mention then the, the story from the Joe Rogan podcast? When you get committed to a climb, you can't come back down. But he mentioned that on this one occasion, he'd forgotten to take chalk with him. So he got like halfway, well, I assume like a quarter of the way, quarter of the way up a mountain and realised he had no chalk. 
It's like my hands are getting really sweaty. <laughs> but like, uh, apparently the way you got out of it was you just carried on climbing, found some other climbers who were doing it like with ropes and stuff. I'm just saying, can I borrow your chalk bag and I'll leave it at the top? Like, and they're like, yeah, sure. He go, like, <laughs> he's there with the mountain, just put the chalk bag on. He carried on and left the bag at the top of the mountain for them. So, lads, lads, can I chalk? Don't be stingy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, oh, another little point as well. Uh, there's a VR video for this on YouTube. Oh, really? Which I've watched on the PlayStation VR. And some of that is insane as well. Like, it's the, right. a lot of the same footage from the film, but in VR, it's like, it does work quite yeah, well, kind okay. of thing. It is quite impressive. That's good. Uh, mentioned about the warm ups. Oh, in terms of if the girlfriend is a gold digger, he does mention at the start of the, uh, start of the documentaries at like a, a school talk, I think, or a college talk. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And they're saying, like, you know, like, are you rich? <laughs> And it says, well, no more than like a, a, a well, well-to-do dentist, yeah, which yeah, I, yeah. I quite like that comparison. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> he was almost quite modest about it, though. And yeah. I was like, that's just because he's obviously, I think he still lived in the van at that time or whatever like that. And I yeah. was just still like, but to, just to be like, yeah, like an okay I'm, dentist. I'm doing it all right. <laughs> like. Yeah, so it must be all sponsorship money and stuff like that. But some people would probably be put off by that question, and like, because everyone laughed, and the kid was like, "What? Like, what's well, a reasonable he, question?" He was, he didn't react in any way to it. He was sort of, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I think he just make a joke at first, and he's like, "Well, I've got forty dollars in my wallet right now." Yeah. Then it's like, "No, no more than like a, a moderately well-to-do dentist." Yeah. <laughs> it's just quite quite a good way to describe it. Yeah, quite a good visual visual picture. Uh, and the the one last thing I was going to mention was uh, I like the fact as well when they're attempting the first climb and it's setting off at like four in the morning and it's pitch black and he can't do it, it something just didn't feel right and he he cheats at one bit and, and grabs the uh like a, what they call the basically the metal it's like a like, hook yeah, in metal hook yeah. things and he just says straight away i've blown it i've cheated and like you know just straight away just holds his hands up and he's like yeah forget that i'll, I'll do it yeah. again another day <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you guys got anything else you want to go into on that first First climb he tried, I was like, because he was doing it in in the in the dark, really. Yeah. And he just had like a head torch on. I was like, you still got like a quarter of the way up or whatever like that <laughs> in the dark with just a head torch. I was like, that's just even that's just un- it's unthinkable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah like, like like you said before, when you think of the actual feet, like it's eight hours it took him to do in total. I think so. Oh, it's four. It's like three hours. Something. Oh, really? Did oh, he do it? it? Yeah, well short. Like. I mean, to be fair, like um, the the film itself makes it seem a lot shorter, like because obviously, like it skips big chunks of it. Um, so, like, it, like, I think that might be why, like, for me anyway, um, it didn't feel as scary because because it, it was made out to be like this. It, well, it made it look like such a short climb mm. because like it only really showed you like that the boulder problem and um, there was another bit as well, yeah. but. Um, yeah, it didn't. It didn't like seem that big for me. Because I know. Of that. I know what you mean because they always concentrate on like some of the main parts, and then like he skips up like like five hundred feet or whatever like that. And I I was kind of thinking like, well, it's obviously not easy doing not that climbing, that, but yeah. in this like in this documentary, they just consider that so easy that they just don't bother concentrating. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I thought I, was, that. I, was like, I, was, I would kind of like just to see sort of like how what that climbing was like and stuff like that and I, I was shocked how like brisk the climb felt at the end kind of thing mm. like they just seemed to i know obviously they, they wanted to hit the main points and stuff but it did feel like they're just like right it's done that next bit done that right we're nearly there <laughs> like, yeah you know <laughs> yeah that's what i mean it just felt a bit too easy um that like you were saying before how it um didn't feel like that like much a harder of a 
yeah that well, hard of a climb and i think that for me is why it didn't feel that hard yeah because they just skipped massive chunks of it and it, 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 it i think in total like we watched about half an hour of it yeah right and i, I know i know we um you can't exactly show off four hours in, a, no. in an hour and a half that's the thing it, it's a weird flaw for the film to have that he's such a good climber that he made this like unbelievable achievement look easy like you know what i mean it's kind yeah. of a weird flaw where you can say like oh could you not like sweat a bit more make it look a bit harder <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like it's but is that good that he just nailed it kind of thing he, he's pretty much said as much like he would only try it if he could in a similar situation that he wouldn't be affected if like a stadium of people was following uh, watching him do it and stuff all he yeah. just wanted to be on autopilot to be able to do it and... yeah well he mentioned earlier on didn't he about the the other guy who died he said that he was more of a sketchy climber yeah where he would do climbs that felt sketchy and he feels like he just pulled himself through by the skin of his teeth squeak one out I think it was yeah. Like, yeah and like and that guy died and Alex was saying like I'm more of a like, like you mentioned mm. he'll he'll practice and practice and practice till he can do it in his sleep kind of thing which yeah. is what it felt like he did <laughs> yeah yeah and, and, and I think he knows when to give up as well. Like, because obviously we watched him give up and I think like he knows when he's not going to do it. Yeah. And with the boulder problem again, he mentions the effort of jumping to the ledge to catch with the two hands. He says that he cannot reason doing that on a free solo because it's just like, that's just too dangerous kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. never mind the fact you just climb this giant mountain, like, that one jump, <laughs> like there's, there's levels of like danger and he's all, all about minimizing it to a point where. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like when um, you had the MRI scan, and it was like here's a normal person's brain, and it was like quite active and stuff like that around the amygdala, and uh, his was just like blank. That's quite good. He just have no fear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you guys got anything else you want to go into? Uh, I mean, I just want to mention one quote I really liked in the film, and um, I can't if he was talking about his relationship with his girlfriend or not, but. Um, um, he said like um, um, what was it he said now um, you don't no one ever got anywhere from being happy and comfortable or something I really liked that that thing like um, yeah. you know like you don't you, you, you don't you don't get what you want you don't manage to follow your dreams by being happy and comfortable yeah. <laughs> and I was like oh that actually makes sense I, I'm here sat on my couch going <laughs> why can't I have all of one <laughs> no, exactly like yeah that's like I was saying before about like, oh, I'm going to be a mountain climber. Mm. I'm like, oh, but I've got this new film I want to watch. <laughs> and I'll later you're like, no, never mind. Yeah, forget that. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm, I'm sat there going, oh, I wish I wish I could do this, but I'm, I'm sat there comfortable um, thinking that when, when if I was actually out doing climbing mountains or whatnot, then that's when <laughs> I'd actually be getting what I want. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah, it just rung, a, rung true to me a bit. And I, like, I like that quote. Yep. I thought there's quite a funny bit when he said, uh, and they're going through like his childhood bit, and he said he yeah, practiced hugging. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, like that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's become quite good at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's quite proud of himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw people hugging. You know, in school, people hugging each other. And I thought I should probably try and get into this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that, prob- that probably like kind of confirmed that he's probably a bit artistic himself. Yeah. Isn't it, like? Yep. Um, I wanted to mention like there's a, I think there was. A section of the film where it's like they really concentrated on sort of really close-ups of like him putting his just fingertips grabbing on and just how he does his like little placements and stuff like mm. that. For like some of those close-ups yeah. were just 
incredible I, I, I really to see liked the slight adjustments. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that they had that little thing in his van. Like, yeah, the little that's cool. Like, like, it, it's obviously like a finger strengthening mm. thing, wasn't it? But um, yeah, I, I, I love that they had that. Like, like all the time, um, um, on my door frames, I find myself trying to like pull myself up on the top <laughs> of the door frames. I'm like, now that's that's it's, what you need to be doing. It's <laughs> hard enough doing a pull up, and then. It, I mean, obviously, anyone can try that at home on a door frame, and yeah, it's just yeah. like when you try and do it on a door frame, you don't get anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, so like, I mean, he's, 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 he's literally just sat there, just pumping yeah, them out, yeah, like you say. Yeah. yeah. That's how the film like ends. Into they say mm. to him like, "Well, you've done all the Capitan. What are you going to do now?" And he's like, oh, "I'll probably do some hang yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple of hours or something." Yeah. It shows him in his van just doing that. For yeah. <laughs> so. Because it's like um, he's not ripped or anything like that. He's, he obviously is ripped. I mean, he, but it's like he doesn't look like you st- stereotypical like no, yeah, like, like bodybuilder <laughs> or anything like that. But yeah. he's, I mean, it's so specialized what he does, and he probably doesn't do any training uh, apart from like the hangboard just, and stuff like yeah. that. But it's all through natural sort of just through the actual climbing itself. Yeah, it's so unbelievable. Right? It's very wiry into like that yeah. kind of a yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I did, I did, I did like that. Like, um, like you say, he's not a bodybuilder, but like you can tell that like he's doing something physically because his yeah. body's like, he's obviously got like a few muscles there, which obviously he's going to need for the climbing. But yeah. mm. um, I, 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 like, I yeah. like that. One thing on the, the way it was kind of shot and like the way they cross between it being a documentary about him and then behind the scenes of sort of like how it's filmed. I don't know ever. I, I like that because you only saw snippets of like the behind the scenes bit. And I was a bit like, you could do, almost like a short documentary or an after the film kind of part of how it was filmed and then concentrate on him as a documentary. Yeah, definitely. But, but I guess like in some way, because they're close as like climber and film crew as being friends anyway. Yeah. He didn't really have anyone to talk to obviously while he's in the van and stuff like that. So the crew are his, like who he bounced off. So I, I yeah. don't know how, whether the documentary of it is all about him would be affected as, by that. But I think I would have liked to see more on how it was filmed. And stuff like that. I felt that like I was watching a lot of stuff on YouTube today about uh, it was like you know the making of Free Solo and stuff and his interviews with Jimmy Chin and stuff, and then cut into footage again like the behind the scenes footage and stuff. And I was thinking this could have just been in the film because like there's no different. Yeah. This isn't different enough from the actual footage in the film to call this a making of feature. No, and that the actual documentary film. You know, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's all the same kind of feel yeah, to it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, here's a weird kind of crossover. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I think I probably would have preferred it if it was complete documentary. Yeah, one or the other kind of thing. Him, and then you have like a leave all that of, stuff for the making yeah. of documentary kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah, we're all done. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you have any trivia there, Inman? Or did you? No, there's only there's only Nothing. a couple of bits on. It. IMDb and nothing that we've not talked about. I suppose with it being like a true life thing, there's nothing not in the film that, you know. Yeah, I didn't know whether they'd go into more sort of like the... There's, there's one thing I'd, I'd like I'd like to know. I don't actually have the information. I just kind of want to mention it. Because like, at the end of the film, it's mentioned that it was um, kind of in memory of Jimmy Chin's dad, I believe it was. Ah, right. Um, and I assume he must have died during the... Uh, I, I tried Googling it afterwards, like who he was, but it just brought up Jimmy Chin's um, pages. Um, I, I assume his dad um, must have died during the mm. filming of it or something. But um, I'd, I'd love to know, like, you know, if he was a photographer or not. It was filmed over a long time, wasn't it? So it started like so, was it twenty yeah. sixteen? I think it started because I, I know yeah. they skipped quite a bit to twenty seventeen. I don't. 
And I think that that failed attempt was quite a way before the actual yeah. final attempt. Because then they go yeah. like three months later when he buys a house in Vegas. And stuff yeah, like and they cover that bit where they're like, Alex is giving out signs that he's ready to do it now. Yeah. You know, like as if like he's been thinking about it for months kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, right, I'm ready to, to go again yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. One final thing I will mention. Uh, in the UK, it's distributed by, Do- by Dog Wolf, the Blu-ray and the film. We emailed Dog Wolf a few weeks ago. Uh, they're handling Mind in the Gap, which comes out next month. Uh, yeah, so Dog Wolf, we love what you do. Yeah, if, if you wanted to send us any screener copies, that'd be, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. Fantastic. <laughs> well, be honest. Yep. Yeah, so I think I'm all done. Uh, you guys, anything more? I think the last thing I thought, or struck me was when they were high-fiving at the top of the cliff. I was like, whoa, don't just like push against each I other. Did, I genuinely thought that. I was like, oh my God, this is dangerous. <laughs> Even the bit like when he first gets over the, the ridge and he's like at the top and he's just, he's just walking up and everyone's like, yes, he's done it. I'm thinking, just let him walk a bit further. <laughs> Let's calm down. Yeah. I, think I watched it with my girlfriend and um, I'm not sure where it is. It was quite early on in the film, so it was another cliff that he put mountain that he climbed and it was like, then he looks back over the edge and he had like maybe a GoPro on the, and you see right over the edge. And it was, it was that bit we both went, oh, don't, don't look over the edge. Yeah. So, so you, no, he's just climbed up it without. Yeah, and yeah. now you're afraid of heights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so we, we're all done, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, give out ratings. I'll, I'll go first. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be. I'd heard a few podcasts who were a little bit sniffy about it, saying that you know it wasn't as tennis as it should have been and stuff like that. But I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really well made documentary and just a really interesting subject as well. Uh, I'm going to give it four point five out of five. Yeah, I I, I loved it myself. Um, not as much as you, um, but I, I, like you say, it's definitely a well made documentary. I, like it, at the end of it, I definitely felt like I, I wanted to start um, rock climbing, so yeah. it, it had that going for it. Um, <laughs> and and I, I did find myself quite interested in Alex himself and like Jimmy Chin and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and what was that other documentary? Tommy Caldwell. I, go, yeah. I'm I'm thinking of jumping on that documentary now as well. So it's definitely got me interested in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a four point a four four just a four. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going 4.5 like really really good absolutely loved it I think like I kind of agree that it could have been tenter in places but I almost feel like it wasn't made to be sort of like right we're going to put you on the edge of your seat it's, it's about him and sort of the way he does things and stuff like that my only criticism was the way that it kind of intermingled like the making of but yeah, whether that can be improved or well, I don't know but yeah, four and a half. Five. And like one final point for me with it being a documentary. I'm a bit sick recently of documentaries where it's just people sat in chairs talking to camera, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and, and you can't make that visually interesting kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas this is a, the, one of the best looking documentaries I've seen for years kind of thing. Because it's just all out in the field, isn't it? You know, like, and it's him on the cliff and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, a very arresting, like, look to it. Yeah. yeah. Right, so we're all done with Free Solo. We'll get on to what we've watched. Okay, guys, uh, so what else have we watched over the last week or two? Uh, who wants to go first? Um, I'll, I'll go. Um, I've got a few things. Um, yep. I've been watching um, something on Amazon Prime called The Jim Carner Files, which is uh, Ken Block, which is, he's like um, the rally driver slash viral video maker. Um, drifting, I've heard of it. Drifting cars and stuff it, like that. He's been on... He's been on Top Gear before and did like a segment on there and he was like, I think, I thought he was a lot younger 
than what he was mm. because I've never really seen him like as him. I've always seen him in the car with his shades on and stuff yeah. like that, a beard, and he just looks fairly young. And I think at, at one point during like the um, the filming and stuff like that, they asked like they're at a rally. And they ask loads of people, how, how old do you think he is? And people go like, 28, 34. It's like, so what if we told you he's just turning 50? And everyone's like, what? Because <laughs> like, he's competing with these other guys who are sort of like around those ages or yeah. even even younger. I thought you were going to go the other way. Like, I thought you were going to say he's like 15 or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I just, I didn't know that. I didn't know um, he... Created DC shoes and sold that, and oh, then really? went into rally driving. I was oh, like, right. "Oh wow!" I'd, but um, basically, the Jim Carner files is like how they made Jim Carner Ten, which <clears> is the tenth iteration of their like video series. Mm. Um, they say it's going to be his last, and then right at the end, they go like, "Keep your eyes peeled, like <laughs> something else is coming." <laughs> Plot um, twist. <laughs> so, um, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe it doesn't involve him the way it ends, but that's. Yeah, um, I think it's like eight episodes, thirty between thirty and forty minutes each. Um, it's nothing amazing, but you get to see sort of like how they film sort of like these big sequences in a rally car in sort of like uh, public spaces and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so oh, it's interesting. it's it's interesting watching. Sounds interesting. Okay, look, I'll mention uh, I watched the the Dawn Wall on Netflix. I mentioned it earlier in the free solo chat. Uh, it's a documentary about Tommy Caldwell, who is the other guy from Free Solo helping Alex. Uh, and it, like the first half is his life story. And the second half is his attempt to climb the Dawn Wall of El Capitan, which is the the biggest face, I believe, of it. And it's the one where the uh, the sun rises on it, calling it what, what it's called the Dawn Wall. Oh, okay. uh, and the first half of the film covers how, <clears throat> he, how he got into climbing, uh, how him and his girlfriend got abducted in the Middle East by uh, insurgents and how they escaped that, which is all really interesting. How he lost a finger doing like DIY at home, which uh, <laughs> when, you're, when you're like a mountaineer doing all that climbing, then like, you lose a finger for <coughs> the bus, so it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's a bit like a weird fate in it kind of yeah, thing. The but, irony. <laughs> and it shows you how he fought back because obviously losing a finger is a massive deal for a mountain climber. You, you mentioned before about how Alex Honnold would use like tiny little... Mm. motions and his grip to like completely change his stance and stuff yeah, yeah. and if you lose a finger you know all of that element is gone and he had to retrain himself and like and just like re-toughen like the nub of a finger he had left so he could still do these climbs and stuff and it's, just, it's just a really fascinating documentary in some ways I think it's actually better than Free Solo uh, I think it was shot like the year before maybe or something like that uh, but then the, 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 the last half of the film is how him and one of his climbing friends attempts to become the first people to climb the dawn wall this isn't a free solo climb it is with ropes but it's such an such an un- undoable feat that it takes them 19 days to do and they're on the mountain the entire time on the, the, the cliff face the entire time uh sleeping in those in those tents on the side of the mountain mm, yeah, yeah uh obviously no showering you know what i mean like nothing like that just him and his friend are stuck up there like there's one bit where they're doing it in like shifts. So like one person will climb one shift, almost call that bit base camp. The other person then has to follow them. And Tommy Caldwell gets ahead. And there's <coughs> one bit where his friend just cannot do this one section to get to him. And it takes him days of trying, like literally wow. days of oh, trying really? just to get past this one section <laughs> of the mountain. And like, uh, to the point where Tommy comes back to like give him moral support and stuff like to, get <laughs> to, to actually get over it kind of thing. 
And uh, yeah, there were parts of it that were actually better than Free Solo. Uh, it's a great companion piece. You know, watching them back to back would be a would be a really good double bill. Uh, I'll give that a four out of five because might not look as as good as Free Solo does. Uh, but yeah, I loved that as well. So four out of five. I, I am interested in watching it. Like I say, um, the Free <coughs> Solo film proper got me interested in like mountain cl- to climbing in general. Like I, I, I want to start trying it myself. I'm not gonna yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely interested in watching this film. I was in WH Smith yesterday looking for mountain climbing magazines. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll just mention um, one film I've watched uh, on Netflix. I think it's the Netflix original, actually. Um, the Dirt. Mm-hmm. The Dirt is the, uh, oh, what's the, Motley, Motley Crew, the Motley Crew um, biopic. Biopic, yeah. Biopic. Feels a bit like uh, biopics about famous rock bands that are in vogue at the moment. I was so. going to say, that seems to be the most popular thing at the moment. Um, I, I I thought it was like their story is a dead interesting story because like, obviously like the band members have got a very interesting I mean, they were all just mental. Like you, you're watching Bohemian Rhapsody, and that's just almost about a guy that's like very much in the closet. And then, um, you know, he's an amazing singer, but he's got all these things going on. But this one, it's just about four lads that are just absolute madheads who just like. <laughs> and apparently, this film's like um, it's going easy on it. Like apparently, wow. like. And it is bad. Like some of the stuff they're doing, it's like wow, it's mental. But apparently, like in real life, it's so much worse. Um, like there's a bit in it where um, um, with um, Ozzy Osbourne, and like he was obviously very <laughs> famous for being a bit of a nutter. Um, and uh, but but like he outshined these guys, and these guys were mental as it were. But. Yeah. Um, um, like 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 Ozzy Osbourne comes into it and he starts sniffing ants off the floor and I'm like I'm watching it I'm going I can actually believe Ozzy Osbourne did that <laughs> like was sniffing ants just to get a high mm. kind of thing but it's a it's it's a mental fi- film the um the 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 story is amazing like interesting watching it uh, it's weird though because it's got like um, I don't know what you'd call it but where like the actors kind of turn to the camera. Oh, well, um, I've heard about this. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Like they can they'll turn to the camera and go. So I'm, I'm I I did this that that and, like, oh. and there's this one bit where um, the guy that kind of discovered them um, and signed up to a label, um, one of the band members is basically fucking his girlfriend, um, and the band member says to another band member, like, oh, why does no one hurt him? And then it cuts <laughs> to that guy and he looks at the camera and goes. I found out several years later it hurt like hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's good. It's good film, but I, I, I thought some of the acting was just a bit poor. Um, like, well, can I mention there? Like, I only heard about it because Jeff Tremaine was in it. Because I, I used to love Jackass when I was yeah, younger. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know who was played in the film or anything like. But no, like I said, the acting was a bit poor. Um, the the only actor I really recognised was uh, Ivan. Basically. Um, <laughs> um, Thingy um, from Game of Thrones. Um, oh, what's his name now? Um, the one who tortured um, Fionn. Oh, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, that guy. Right, right. Um, um, so Ramsey Bolton, um, he was the only one I recognised, and even him, like, even though I've been a fan of him since he was in Misfits, I thought even him, he wasn't great in it. Um, so I, I, I rated that three out of five. And the only other thing I know about Motley Crue is they had like a weird spinning drum. Is that in the film, like the way the drum spins or something? When um, the, the only bit they ever like shown was um, where like he was put on like a pedestal and like he'd kind of be taken up into the air and 
put upside down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's about all Yeah, that's show. it. <laughs> yeah, three out of five I gave that. Okay. I know Dom at work was a big fan of that one. So yeah. you know, a, a few people at work have mentioned it and said that they love it. Stu mentioned it himself yeah. and, and, and they both said it was amazing. I'm like, it, was, it wasn't that good, but, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, okay, man. Have you got anything else? Um, one of the other things I've been watching quite a while. Um, Lost started watching that again. I like Joe would be interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> I think there has been talk of like a spin-off Lost podcast. But, yeah, it's been, been uh, um, mooted. Yeah. Um, I don't. Know, I don't really know what to say about it. It's, it's pretty old and it kind of. I don't think it's aged great. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, I've, see, I've not watched it since the first <clears throat> one. There's definitely scenes where you kind of just like, oh, this is, it looks really bad and sort yeah, of like right. you just, it's so staged and everything like that. It's like, yeah. it's kind of awkward to watch at times. But season one's great. Absolutely love season one. Season two is okay and it's it's quite good. And But season, season three, it just starts to like, properly go downhill gets way too outlandish yeah. and stuff like that but that's kind of like just what jj abrams does yeah. um season four is even further down the hill i've just gotten to season five is that and the final season i think there's seven. seven seven um season four was the one where it's like the short season because of the writer strike oh, um and then but i can't Season one, I've watched quite a lot, and I always get into season two and then sort of tail off. And I'm getting to the point now where I can't really remember the ins and outs <laughs> yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. So, so it's quite good to be watching it again. But it's, it again. Uh, I, I semi know what's coming next and the bits coming up, yeah. and I'm already kind of not looking forward to them as much. Yeah. Because I just know that it's not great. <laughs> I think TV doesn't age well. Like some, like film, Like a good film will age well. I don't think even good TV ages well because it, it ends up looking cheap very quickly. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and uh, but I remember loving Lost when it first started. I was a bit more naive back then. I was thinking like, you know, oh, JJ Abrams and Damon Lindelof wrote it. Like they they know what's going on here. They they they're building a good story. Yeah, yeah. But I think it becomes evident the longer it goes on. They didn't know when they started it <coughs> what they were doing. You know yeah. what I mean? They just their whole like filmmaking thing is like a throw a mystery box out there. With no answer to it, yeah. we'll come up with the answer later, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't know now with Star Wars, like JJ Abrams with The Force Awakens. He just throws mysteries out there and be like, Yeah, we'll answer that later. It's like, maybe you should come up with an answer but now. It, it's so, ahead. it's <laughs> so obvious that that's what is happening right in front of you. Like, yeah, it's really, it, it's a really bad ploy. Like, yeah, that was the first show I think I watched and I thought, No, they, they've got a big plan. Actually, no, the X-Files was a bit like that, actually. But, <laughs> you know, you're thinking, they've got a plan. They're not, they've got something up the sleeve for the end day. And then it, the more you watch it, they're like, no, they've, they've got no plan. <laughs> they're just making it up week by week. <laughs> Some of it ties back in with each other and you kind of, you wonder whether that's just like happy accident or whether that was actually planned from the start. And yeah. The, 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 like you said, the further you go, you go, no, that's just, they've just written that bit back in because they've remembered. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> a bit, yeah. Like a, that bit from season one or whatever like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like fortuitous so they can kind of like yeah. get back to it. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah. Just, I just remember that show, um, loving like season one through six, I assume. Obviously, I can't remember how many seasons there is at this point, but um, remember, um, liking the first like one through six seasons and then season seven, I, I think like I watched the first six seasons in like, 
maybe a couple of weeks because mm. I just smashed through it. And then I, yeah. it took me months to get through the last season because <laughs> I just weren't enjoying it whatsoever. I think I think they big, did a big change or something in that season, but I honestly can't remember. There was a weird thing as well. It was a weird time for TV because I loved Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes as well, which is a UK BBC TV show. And that show has virtually the same ending as The Lost ends up doing, which is just a really weird, like, simpatico thing. Like, they, were, they were both on at the same time and they both pretty much ended at the same time. Mm. And to go from one show to the other and they both have, like, almost identical endings in terms of the themes and stuff, I was just like, that's weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like, Lost must have been one of the most slated endings ever. Everyone's just like, for God's sake, is that how yeah. you re- I, I kind of can't remember at this point, like how it ends and stuff like that. So right. I'm kind of excited to be disappointed again. <laughs> that was one of them shows as well when it came out. I was on like message boards on the internet and forums and stuff because I was quite into it. Looking out theories and people would have all, all these outlandish theories and like, oh, this means that and that, mm. mean, that means this. And this will happen at the end. And, and it's never going to be that weird. It, it ended up being quite a kind of straightforward theory at the end of it yeah. and people are disappointed but it's like this idea no matter how much you don't like it, it's probably better than the idea you had which is like this <laughs> weird outland you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. this weird outlandish like conspiracy theory or something but yeah they were always onto a loser in terms of ending it but I, I was kind of okay with it like yeah yeah. I think there's some shows where the ending is just never going to be as good as probably what you want it Dexter was definitely one for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. To be fair, they could have done so much better with that, yeah. couldn't they? But then, like, you have Prison Break as well, and it's like. Yeah. yeah. Both, <laughs> both of those shows for me, Dexter especially. If I went back to watch it now, I would only watch Series 1, I think. Because I'd I feel I, like that's a complete story, just like you could end it there, and that's <clears> it. Yeah. The whole thing with his brother, that's a great little story, that. And then everything after that for me, just forget about kind of thing. The, I'm I'm the same, but it goes up to four seasons. I think the first four seasons are stellar TV. Season five is just off a cliff. A bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it starts... I mean, Dexter was always formulaic in the way it was... had an overarching um, storyline for the whole season and then little bits on each episode. But it just got to a point where it's it's like, I'm tired of this now. (laughs) Yeah. And with Prison Break as well, I loved Series 1 when it aired. Yeah. It was like a really like addictive viewing and stuff. You just want to get to the next episode. But once they, once they get out of the prison, it's not Prison Break anymore, no. you know what I mean? It's like, you, it's literally in the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, just end it after Series 1. <laughs> just want to mention Walking Dead as well. Ah, well, why are you up to with The Walking Dead? Well, I'm way behind. I'm not so going maybe, to spoil anything. No, I like, mean, we're all way behind. <laughs> right. I've been watching like three seasons now. Same, I think yeah. we, we maybe were the same. Yeah. When, I, when I stopped watching it years ago, we were in the same office back then. I think you maybe start watching it just before me, so I might, I might be like half a season in front of you. The only reason I mention it is I looked today on the internet and the finale for season nine was out like last night or the night before. Yeah, yeah. And people are actually saying now, it's the best the show's ever been, kind of thing. Like, uh, and I'm actually thinking of getting back on board with it for the last few seasons, just to I, I, just I, to try and plough through it. Yeah, <laughs> I say probably just the last season because I believe like this season kind of started a while after the last one ended. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of made a jump and like it, and I I didn't get that far. I I I have also fell off by an, mm. a season and a half ago. So right. I'm, I'm probably further than you two, but. Um, <laughs> I've not watched it, but I believe it did make a big jump after the last season. Um, after yeah. certain things happened, oh, I, I, I won't drop any spoilers, but I know I know yeah. certain things have happened. So. Yeah, and like I was looking at screenshots today from the finale and stuff, and I was like, that looks 
very interesting, like nothing like The Walking Dead right. kind of thing. So I'm thinking maybe I'm just watching this Series 9 because it's meant to be like really good kind of thing, so I might get back onto mm. it. I think I was at the football the other day and I could overhear a couple of guys talking about it. And I was kind of just like, I wanted to go, la, 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 like, not, not, not hear it. But then I was like, well, I've not watched it for like three seasons. Why, why do I care? I was like, <laughs> so. But now, yeah, if, now you've said that, I might try and get back on that. Well, Nick mentioned today, maybe like uh, it could be a podcast uh, project if we all watch Series yeah. 9 and uh, the walking come back up. and discuss our theories, yeah. To just watch the latest season and see like, kind of just talk about like how we, because I'm guessing we've all not watched it because we felt it went downhill massively yeah yeah. and just kind of talk about how like we think it's either gone up uh, it's gotten better from when we dropped off or not might be an interesting idea to do a bit of a podcast about that Mm. reviving the walking dog yeah (laughs) that's a podcast name right there though yeah (laughs) Uh, i've just got one other film to mention Uh, i watched us i think it was weekend before last at the cinema at westbrook again the, the new recliners uh it's the new film by Jordan Peele, who did Get Out, which everyone loved Get Out. I wasn't as hot about it. it was, I enjoyed it, good film and everything, but I didn't get why. I fell asleep during Oh, really? Watching it. I <laughs> was really... that because you were tired or you just hated it? I think I, I might have been tired, but I just was watching it going, I'm not, I'm not getting this. Like, yeah, I, I feel like there's like twists in that film that are just really obvious as well. Yeah. Like that you kind of, you like, I thought that's what the twist was anyway. You know, that's right. a twist. But uh, everyone loved it. Absolutely thought it was the best horror film ever, and I was like, "Yeah, it was okay." I, f- I thought it was a good film, but it, I, like, I f- it got like like it people <clears throat> raving about it. Like Rotten Tomatoes gave it hundred percent. Well, obviously the the people on Rotten Tomatoes, I was like, it didn't deserve that whatsoever. Like mm. it weren't that hundred percent film at all. There was definitely, pro- I think, in that year there was better films than that. Yeah, I um, agree. But yes, go on. Let's like say with us, uh, everyone's been kind of like, "Oh, it's good, but it's not as good as Get Out," kind of thing. But it's, it's done a good follow up. But for me, this is way better than Get Out, I think. Uh, but it's creepier. What I like about it as well, it doesn't really explain everything. I, I couldn't really tell you a lot of what happened in the film because I don't really I don't really get it, but that's not a bad thing. Uh, oh, okay. There's a few things in there that's like, what does that even mean? I don't get it. <laughs> uh, but again, I, I'm fine with I'm fine with not understanding <clears throat> it. Uh, and there's a few creepy moments. It's quite funny as well, some, some good funny scares in there and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I'd, I think give that a four out of five. Yep. Awesome. Nick, have you got anything else? I, I, I'm I'm all out to be honest. There's one TV show I want to talk about, but um, James also wants to talk about it, so I'll probably save uh, it until he's next on this show. That's fine, no problem. Inman, have you got anything else? Uh, I think the only other thing was Afterlife. With yeah, Ricky I think we've all watched that. Yeah, yeah, we've watched that. Yeah. Um, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was. One of the better things he's done more recently. Um, I thought it was funny all the way through, but also hit the feels at times as well. I, I think it's definitely better than Derek. It has that same sort of like feel around it of wanting to be funny, but yeah. having that sort of synthetic side behind it. So yeah, um, I definitely really liked it, and I I, I really enjoyed that life. I thought yeah. it was really. Good. I, I I'll be honest. I've I've never been all that big a fan of his stuff. Um, Derek, I've never watched. Um, the Office, like I, I thought, was okay. I weren't I weren't like a, as big a fan as I know you are, John. Yeah, especially yeah. Um, love The Office. Yep. Um, I can't even think what else he's done. Uh, extras. Extras is good, but um, I personally I think this is better. That's just oh. me though. <laughs> I was just, I think extras is like his 
like the best thing he's done. I think this is like it's not up there with that, but I feel like it's I've I've watched it twice through basically. Oh, <laughs> so it's um I I thought oh, it was good. really good and sort of like it's up there with sort of like I'd definitely watch it again. I found it it's really easy to watch. I found yeah, like I you found just yeah, race through episodes. Yeah. I think I'd, that's why I've watched it twice and you just able to go next episode and sort of but it helps is it's only six half an hour yeah, half an hour it, yeah. one complaint I've got with Gervais is that I've always mentioned this that he recycles jokes from his like from the podcast like 20 years down the line mm-hmm. kind of thing and I understand that people who've never listened to the podcast will be watching the show finding it hilarious mm-hmm. but it's like for the fans it's kind of like oh you, you told this joke like back into 2001 or something yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't even think it's just a podcast I'm pretty sure that like his stand up he said he said something in the show from the stand up really? show as well well that's the thing with the stand up as well why I'm not too happy with the stand up all the time he uses jokes in the stand up that came from the podcast yeah. and a lot of the time it's Carl Pilkerton stuff yeah. like, a bit cheeky like you know you an idiot abroad touches on the podcast all the time sort of yeah. like, like little jokes and stuff like that and it then because a lot of people say, well, the podcast is like scripted, um, and it, and when they reuse it for sort of like an idiot abroad, I kind of go, I don't think it was scripted, but but it doesn't help the argument. No, like, <laughs> no, definitely not. I know what so. you mean, but uh, for me as well, this is a really picky comment, but just the look of his stuff recently, I think, has been garbage. Like it looks quite cheap and digital. I think uh, again, it's only a TV show, and it? so it's not meant to look great. But and you've touched on it in the past. It's a Netflix. <laughs> it is, but uh, David Brent Life on the Road as well looked like garbage, I think. Looked like yeah. it was shot on like oh, a, a digital camera bought from Curry's or something like uh, <laughs> And Derek looked like garbage as well. Uh, again, you know, it's not a di- he is a director, but it's, you know, it's not David Lynch as he's it's just a comedian kind of yeah, thing. True. But yeah, it just it looks a bit cheap and nasty, I think, at times. But uh, I did like it. I, really, I did really enjoy it. He reused a lot of cast as well, I noticed in this one. A lot of people yes, from the uh, David yeah. Brent movie and stuff. Um, I think there was uh, a couple of people in there from Derek. Um, yeah. yeah, the guy, the hoarder, who uh, has a lot yes. of stuff at his house. He was, I think it was called Kevin and Derek, maybe, the uh, the guy with the drink problem. <laughs> and then his, his wife's in Derek. Um, what, his wife's in, yeah, in Derek. Yeah, she? she's the nurse, isn't she? Yep. And then the nurse in Afterlife is from Extras. From yeah. yeah. She's got a really tragic story in, in real life. Her husband killed himself last year. Right. Uh, I can't think of her name now, but I, I used to know her, the, the Scottish actress. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the uh, the young girl at the newspaper office is the receptionist in David Brent Life on the Road. Yeah. Yeah. So and the manager at the newspaper office is the uh, the road manager of his band in Life on the Road, who gets in the <laughs> snow machine at the end and stuff like that. So there's a lot of crossover, but uh, I did, I did, I did enjoy it. I did think it was uh, really funny at times, but it does like the drama, doesn't it? He likes trying to do the the, the drama and stuff. Uh, yeah. I did, and, he, and like you say, when you say like recycle stuff, he's constantly bringing up atheism, and I think like I've like I'm only just really watching um, extras now. Uh, and I've noticed he said it in quite a few episodes, yeah. and he said it in this as well. I'm like, okay, we get it. You're an atheist. <laughs> we yeah. get it. Yeah. I can. He. I feel like in this, he's more Ricky Gervais. I think this like, is this is literally this just, is him. Like <laughs> this is just him trying to yeah. just like I think I remember watching an interview about do you know um, the scene in the cafe when he um, orders the uh, the fish fingers. Yeah. Uh, apparently that actually happened to him. <laughs> apparently he was actually in the cafe and he wouldn't give it in because it's a child yeah. one. 
and, and but and the show is kind of what he wished he'd have done. So I think this right, whole okay. show is just kind of things that have happened or yeah. things that he believes and just what he wishes he would yeah. say to people or stuff like that. I imagine there's a scene in the show where um, we like a, a guy asking for money for charity or something, and and mm. he just he just shuts him down and then yeah. he puts a tenner in someone else's life <laughs> yeah I, I imagine that's just another thing which he just yeah. wishes he would do yeah I, I don't mean to sound too negative because I do love Ricky Gervais pretty much anything he does I'll watch or listen to kind of thing but it's just I think that's the thing for me just the re, the recycling of stuff from quite a while ago it's a bit like come on Ricky you can, you've got time on your hands you can write something, <laughs> can write something new can't you <laughs> I mean if you, if, if you watch any interview or pretty much on a TV show he's not got time and he's, and he's constantly talking about it. he's pretty much dead now isn't he <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've, I've, I always watch like you know like Jimmy Fallon or something when he comes on them mm. and he's constantly talking about just how old he is and he's, just, yeah. <laughs> he's not got any time left <laughs> that's one thing watching this that I do feel like no, no I'm not having a pop him or anything because he is an old guy now he's like in his late 50s I think yeah but he does look like an old man I think at times yeah. now yeah, kind yeah. of thing he still looks great for, fit, for like late 50s kind yeah, of definitely. thing but He's just got that kind of like that old man kind of. His hair's definitely getting a little bit further back. That's what I was thinking. Like his hair looks a lot thinner at the back yeah. and stuff. And yeah, but uh, yeah, still Gervais is great though. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yep, that's all me, me done. You guys yeah. all done? Yeah. Gone, yeah. Okay, do you want to uh, chuck us a question, Nick? Uh, we're still getting some home homemade questions at the moment. So. No, we're still awaiting um, the emails. Um, where did they need to email, John? Yep. Uh, if you've got any questions or complaints, uh, email at don'tspoiltheending at gmail.com. And, and hopefully we can read it out one time because <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of going on Google. <laughs> anyway, I've got a, I found a question um, online, um, mainly for you, John, because I think you'd probably have a lot to say about yeah, that. That's fine, anyway. yep. Um, and the, the question is, are film critics still worth reading? Uh, yeah, I mean, th- this annoys me sometimes. Like, people mention this kind of thing all the time about like, oh, just watch the film and make your own mind up. But for me, that isn't the issue. Film critics are there to tell, to give you an indication as to what you're to spend your money on. Like, that element gets lost a lot of the time. Like, it is still a, a, an industry where you've got to spend a lot of money to buy a movie ticket or bl- a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. And that's why movie critics are there. They're there to guide you to the things worth spending your money on and telling you what to avoid. Sure, catch it on Netflix when it airs a year later or whatever when you're not paying any money for it, but that I feel like critics definitely have a place. Uh, like, Kevin Smith has, has done this in the, in the past. He'll spend a lot of time uh, moaning about critics when really he's just made a shit film and like it's yeah. just it's just a passive aggressive kind of mm. you know oh critics are ruining my film it's like no you, you film shit Kevin <laughs> <laughs> make a better film and they might yeah. like it kind of thing do you, do you not think in this day and age like um, with like Marvel films where like pretty much all critics are just like yeah it's amazing um, and then you've got like um, other films where they're just slating them you know what I mean in this day and age you not think it might be a bit biased because of like companies well maybe I mean like... payola's definitely a thing I think people might get paid off well, that's what I mean. people are afraid to piss off Disney there was a thing a couple of years ago where a certain LA published newspaper uh, Disney blacklisted them because they gave one of the films a bad review and said you cannot review any of our films in future and the entire like journalism industry like rose up against it saying like you know, how dare you like try and bully like a newspaper kind of thing and they back down on it but like that's, that's, that's documented good. that Disney tried to do All that right. kind of thing yeah so uh, there are still people it's one of them like, I, I used to like quite like Mark Kermode but the older I get 
the less I'm enthralled with his stuff. Like he, yeah. he likes all the Marvel films now. We never used to <laughs> when they were good. He never, never liked the good ones. He likes all all the like Black Panther and stuff now. So, uh, so he's probably been paid off at some point. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Or he's been told don't don't piss Disney off or something. Yeah. He's probably just got a massive check, a check, <laughs> a, a blank check. Like just just fill that in. I just don't don't slate my films anymore. <laughs> yeah, but that that for me that's why I feel quite passionately about that. Like. Film critics definitely have a place in terms of, like I read, I read Empire. I read a lot of online film reviews. I want to know whether a film is worth watching or not. And the only way I'll find that out is to go on Metacritic and check out scores, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Kind oh, of thing. Have you got any uh, opinion on? I think that? like, I mean, I agree, I agree with uh, Mark Cromer. Like, I think you often find sort of like someone that you tend to agree with because then you you kind of value their opinion a bit more as like a critic and stuff like that. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, well, I just think like there's obviously different media forms out there now. So like podcasts, like ours and stuff like that, it's so accessible to find lots of people's opinions rather than going to sort of like one person's opinion all the time, which might have what it used to have been sort of like a newspaper article or an online blog or whatever like that. But That's exactly right. Like basically find <laughs> someone whose opinions you respect and you agree with and, and you like you like the way they review films and, mm. and take their word for stuff. You know, don't just don't just believe every film critic out there kind of thing. Just find one that you feel like your tastes align with and, and take their word for stuff. I think that's that's quite worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yep. Nick, have you got anything you want to talk about? Say about that. Or? Uh, no, like I say, um, I, I do feel that maybe in this day and age, um, people might be getting paid off, so it might not be a hundred percent worth legit. Yeah, a hundred percent legit kind of thing. Yeah. So. Um, but like, like you say, with podcasting stuff nowadays, like they're not getting paid off, are they? <laughs> it's worth mentioning if anyone wants to pay us. <laughs> Five star reviews, uh, hundred pound each. We are available for, for cash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if that if they want to do that, but um, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, like um, podcasts are out there, aren't they? So I mean, I guess you can technically call podcast critics and stuff, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, I I mean, if you're talking about like the likes of Metacritic and stuff like that, like any like everyone like like you said, loved Black Panther and they were all wrong, weren't they? So well, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you all done all done with that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we're at the end of the show, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to do social media? Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Taylor1980, or again, you can email the show at Don't Spoil the Ending at Gmail dot com. Um, I can be found at DSTE Nick on Twitter. I've got a new Twitter, more tailored for the Football Index. So if you are interested in signing up or anything like that, <laughs> or want any more information, then get me at RubixFI on Twitter. Okay, perfect. Uh, just to mention that the, the plan has always been I don't know if you, you've caught this in Men recently, but we're planning to do a, a new film show every two weeks. I've already brought that. It should have been, should, <laughs> one should have been out last Friday. Didn't manage that. <laughs> We have got a lot on at the moment, though, doing like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. there'll always be a new podcast up pretty much every week. It's just that while we're busy with Game of Thrones, the film one might take a, a backseat back kind, of kind of thing. So uh, this will be up, though, probably like next week. So it'll be like a month after the last film one. But we are going to aim to get a new film one every two weeks. So, And then I'll, obviously um, after next week, after this has come out, we'll be doing a Game of Thrones episode by episode for the latest season exactly so we'll be busy from like for two months doing Game of Thrones so yes yeah, so, uh, a lot of podcasts coming 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 out in the next few, few months but uh, 
the schedule might be a bit off, so just bear with us if that's uh, if that's okay. Right, guys, so I've enjoyed it. Inman, it's great to see you again. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, hopefully it won't be another year. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're on again. <laughs> so uh, I think that's all from us for this week. Yeah. Okay, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Bye.